You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. I'm so excited about tonight. <laughs> I'm so pumped. This is going to be so good. Okay, you guys if you are don't in for know, a treat. If you don't know, uh, obviously you don't know, um, we are actually... If you do know, you would be psychic. In the know. Or you read the notes on the podcast <laughs> line. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are having conversations with our lovely bride. So why don't you introduce yourselves real quick. Across from me is... Um, I'm Tara. Married to Travis. Yes, you are. And you are? And I'm Sarah. Married to Bill. By press of elimination. And I'm Travis, also married to Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) This podcast went way different than we thought it was going to (laughs) go. Anyways, we're so excited about tonight because we went through a whole season and everyone's like, what about your wives? What about your wives? You should have your wives on. And we're like, what are we, idiots? Like, Basically, yeah. And so now we have them on here. So we got them over to the house. We fed them food, and we thought it would be fun to let everyone know how we all met. And so I'm going to tell my version of the story, and then Tara will tell the right version of the story. How does that sound? That sounds like fun. All right. So there we were. I was in my leather jacket. I had a car. It was called Grease Lightning. She was in these tight black pants. Not. And it was Carnival Day. Nope. And we all bust his song. <laughs> we go together <laughs> like shama lama lama, badinga dinga dong, forever like shubapa. Anyways, no, that's not how it did happened. Did you get your Letterman jacket that day? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Sandra D. Anyways, um, oh, no. Gosh. So, in, in a nutshell, oh, um, this is my life, guys. <laughs> And this is a, your life, actually. Yes, it is my life. <laughs> I actually made her laugh. I haven't made her laugh in a long time, so <laughs> it's a good true. thing. No, so <laughs> it is like, like it just okay. Honestly, okay, just there's not just a question. Um, like I think, like a crack cocaine for for most husbands is to try and get their wives to laugh at them. Is that yeah. fair to say? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And it's, it's not hard for me though. But I, but I think some wives stop laughing at their husbands because yeah. they're like, uh, like so, ladies, it, what's your thoughts on husbands doing goofy things to try to get you to laugh at them? Is that is that a good thing, a bad thing? Like, what's going on there? Does Bill <laughs> succeed at this? Do I succeed? I think at this? it depends on the mood. Okay. Like what, when what, what I'm kind of when I'm annoyed, I don't want to laugh at you. I want to punch you. But then even I get you to laugh, don't I? Yeah, but it's irritating. <laughs> Score one for the boys. Yeah, that's it. Because I'd rather you be mad, be, be laughing at me than angry at me. As she's punching at you, I hate you, Billy. I hate you. You're such an idiot. Yes, I'll take that any day. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I I don't know. I, Am I, I as funny as I was when you first met me? Oh, yes. you're funnier. You're you're funnier every day. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Each and every day is a new adventure. Yeah. You're like a fine wine of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's called a Chardonnay, by the way. If you're wondering, it's a Chardonnay. So, anyways, so the way that I remember us meeting is, um, I was a young pup straight from college. Was doing my internship at Trinity in downtown Houston. You were visit. You were back home from school, Texas A and M, where you were studying yes. to be a teacher. Yeah. I remember seeing you the first Sunday you were there. It, you were wearing this stunning red dress and the song, Lady in Red. 
kept coming into my mind mm-hmm. and uh, terrified to know you. And then everyone on staff, thank you, everyone on staff kept talking about this girl named Tara and finally put two and two together. There was a card night at church. Mm-hmm. And you were the big winner of the night. I was the big loser of the night. So we ne- actually never sat at the right table together. But then we went out to a bar and we played darts. And I think we won. You won. Doesn't matter. We both won because yes, we got married we got one day. We got each other. We got each other. That was the trophy. That's awesome. Marriage. No, and then we stayed out till like two in the morning mm-hmm. and talked. And um, I had church the next morning and I looked horrible. <laughs> Because uh, I had been to the bar and then I stayed out way too late talking. And um, yeah, that was kind of how we met. So what's the real story? No, I would say that that's... You pretty much said the real story. Yes. That's awesome. Because like mine's going to suck compared <laughs> to yours. <laughs> we, uh, we, I mean, yeah, we yeah. met at a... It was a church thing and... What did you think when you first saw me? What did you think when you first saw me? Because I, th- I thought oh, you were... She goes, I, wait, she goes, well, well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me take a sip of the margarita okay. and I'll tell you what I was thinking. No, 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 no. Um, if people at our church, the church I like grew up in, was baptized in, whatever, um, they all said, oh, we think we found you the perfect guy, Travis. And I'm like... I don't even know who Travis is. Whatever. (laughs) I'm not sure. You're the perfect guy. Perfect perfect is great, (laughs) but it's a great way to describe. But it's good. It's good. It's a good way. Not a great. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Actually, um, and so I was like, all right, whatever. Well, my sister was in the youth group because she was in high school, whatever. And she's like, well, Tara, just so you know, um, he listens to SDP. And I was like, uh, Stone stop. Temple Pilots. Oh, I, said, I know, I know the acronym. Don't you worry. Is that stop? <laughs> She's like, no, it's Stone Temple Pilots, and I was like, is it Saint Paul? Oh. I said, well, I like country music. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so so guess who listens to country music now? <laughs> so so, so, you, so you compromise. <laughs> guess who, and I guess to who music. doesn't listen to Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> that girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so an important lesson learned there. <laughs> No, and so yeah, I mean that that was that was kind of it. We we went to a it was a card game at church. Winner got free beer for the night, so I got free beer, and yeah. Travis didn't. And, and she won my heart. <laughs> that was extra. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. So how about you guys, Sarah and Bill? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Yes, because, supposed to start. So, because she's going to share the right story, and you'll just be like, yes, that's how it happened. That's pretty much so what So I want to hear your story. So, okay, so this is going to sound worse than it was, but um, I was working, or I was serving in a youth ministry, <laughs> and... Uh, no, no. And Sarah, no. So I d- she, we, we weren't dating or anything, but I remember the first time I saw her, uh, she was standing over by a window, and uh, and I swear that I heard like Dreamweaver come on in my head. <laughs> You know, from like Wayne's World, it's like, yes. Dreamweaver. And so, uh, and I saw her and I was like, I'm going to marry her. It's exactly what I felt. First minute that I saw her, 
Um, but I didn't date her because she was like 15. What? So I was like, I was like, maybe you were 16. I don't know. But either way, I didn't date her. So everybody, uh, law enforcement, I did not date her <laughs> for years. I was like, okay, I that, stalked her. <laughs> no, there, there was there wasn't any of that like online stuff or anything like that yet. So all there was was AOL, and that took like seven hours to, to launch on. So. But I remember I remember meeting her, and I was like, she's super cute. She loves Jesus. And I was like, I'm going to tuck this one away, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, huh, a little bit of crackle in here. Okay, good. And, uh, and so, so I think that was my heart beating. There it is. So, uh, but, but I think, you know, it's like, so, so I met her and then kind of just we're friends for like a few years and she dated because the law demanded it. The law, because the law, (laughs) that's pretty much it. And, uh, and so, so date, so we just kind of hung out for a few years and next thing you know, a few years go by, we start dating. I'm in college. You're a senior, I think, is what it was. I don't remember the mm-hmm. all the stuff, but I don't know. It depends on which time. We kind of were on again, off again, <sighs> on again, off again. Did you hear that? So I mean, I'm just three. saying. We we dated three times, it's and I broke up with her. <sighs> three times. I was an idiot. He broke what? up with me twice. Yeah, Why? I broke up with her twice. Yeah, and then I broke up with him, and I moved on. Did it feel good to break up with him finally? Yeah. Did, was yeah. it like, like a moment like, of like victory? Out. Yeah, it was. This I'm like, I'm fair. over you. This wasn't fair. I'm so, so over you. his dream weaver moment wasn't exactly <laughs> the same as mine. <laughs> Fast forward 20 years, I'm, still, not wait, fair. I'm is... still waiting for my dream weaver moment. <laughs> <laughs> Two kids later in a house. Like, hmm. So when was your dream weaver <laughs> moment there, Sarah? Let's let's hear this story. Well, I mean, you know, we dated <laughs> on again, off again. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. A few times, and then I left for college, and mm-hmm. I guess when I was away at college, I started. Kinda. She got right with the Lord, and so <laughs> yeah. So, That's what all kids do. Yeah, yeah they get they on Thanksgiving when they come home. What would you do your freshman sem- semester? I got right with the Lord. <laughs> but I probably really did. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. And then we just um, so I started, you know, writing letters because we did that back then. Real letters. We wrote like letters. Things, not like email letters. Gwendolyn, stamp, it has been know. a fortnight since we've met a last. Fort- <laughs> a fortnight. <laughs> And we started talking and emailing, and then I don't know. Then we went. We we started dating after that. I guess you know. Well, it was like this thing where it was like you would send a letter, and then you would. So we ha- she hated cinnamon gum. Remember this? True. She it hated like cinnamon sneezes. gum. Yeah, well, and I didn't mind yeah. it. I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. And at this point, we had stopped dating. Like we had stopped kind of like we we were not like involved at all. Like like I had kind of after this, like she had broken my heart. Cause I broke it twice before. And so she broke, she, she broke my heart. And so then I was like, I'm done. So I was trying to, trying to just be happy. And then I would get this, like eat then this mail. And I'm like, what the heck is she doing? So playing with my mind, I thought you were just playing. I thought she was down there just like bored, like, let me ruin his life. So I was going to. And so, so then she would send me this, like this little stick, stick of cinnamon gum, you know, with it. And so I'm like, what is going on? And so wait, 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 time, time, time. Cause it, the rumor is that men can't understand women. So I'm, I want to get this straight. Yeah. You don't like cinnamon gum. Right. 
but you're sending him a stick of cinnamon gum in a letter after you broke up with him. I can't imagine why we find it difficult to understand women. I, 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 I can't imagine why I we, we second guess ourselves and have horrible confidence when it comes to the opposite gender. Well, this is kind of like time had passed. I mean, we're talking like a year. Yeah, there more. was about a year. Yeah. Tw- 10 months to like a year, yeah. something like that. Basically. So here you get the cinnamon stick yeah. of a gum that you know she doesn't like Yeah, in a letter. Yeah, I know. So how's that go for you? Dude, so I I think I threw the gum out because I didn't know what to expect. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> Maybe poison. I didn't. Maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, is she going to kill me or whatever? <laughs> and I was like, so I'm like reading it and I'm like, so then of course I do all the things I normally do. You go to all your buddies and like, look at this. What the heck, man? Yeah. And then you, you don't really let them read, read the letter, but you're like, look at this. That's like three pages long. And they're like, dude, I don't know what to say to you. Because yeah. my friends have no wisdom whatsoever. So they're like, I would, I don't know what I'd do. I'd eat the gum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, it's like, that's not what I was asking, but okay. So it went on and then it finally went to, to like emails and you would send these long emails and I was like, okay, thanks, bye. Like I didn't know what to do. I was guarded. And then finally, I think you just told me, hey, this is what happened. Because I was really, I was hurt at that point. Like we had, we had this three times thing but and I was in love. Like I knew that I loved her. And so it's hard because so many people that I know that I've talked to are like, you ever been in that time and like you just don't know what God's saying? And you're like, yep, lived there for a while. Like I just lived in that yeah. period of there was never a no and there was never a yes. There was like a maybe, you know, it would always be there. And then eventually she sent an email. It's like, I really, I think we should get together. And that's kind of where everything went to from there. Basically. Was kind of together, and then we kind of knew at that point if we were going to get back together, then it was we were in it. We're and in so it to we win were going to get married, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was kind of it. So it was almost like a pre-engagement. It's like what happens now, you yeah. know, when they're like, "Well, I'm pre-engaged, so I've got a ring before the ring," and I'm like, well, "You guys are idiots, <laughs> Watson. So stop with this, like whatever." Oh, it's crazy. It's a thing. I've got the uh, big proposal video of the pre-engagement to the engagement of exactly. the one day we'll get married thing. You're you're my super best friend ring. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. But anyways, so so, so, got so, so obviously you guys. Um, I know we lucked out on on life's lottery by getting you. And do you think you lucked out on life lottery getting us? That's- <laughs> The awkward <laughs> silence and the laughter. So we'll move on to another question. That's no, good. I, I, we did win the lottery. No, I would say this. Um, I think for me, I mean, I, I never dated a whole lot. I, I actually never had a serious boyfriend until I met Travis. Mm-hmm. And I think my stance, and I'm not saying this was the right stance. I'm not saying that this is the way everyone should operate. I just didn't. I didn't need a serious boyfriend. I didn't need somebody like that in my life. Um, I had tons of great male friends. Mm. Um, and I would still consider them friends today. And I would hang out with them whenever we could if we mm-hmm. lived in the Houston area. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where most of them yeah. are. Um, but I just always felt like if I thought that in high school, I was like, I, I don't know why I would want to just be with one person. If I can have a lot of friends, yeah. I can hang out with a bunch of people. And so for me, it was one of those things where I felt like at some point I'll know that this is, this is good. This is right. Um, and so anyway, um, and so when Travis and I met, I was obviously in a great spot. Yeah. I mean, like I was. I had one more, one and I guess a, a year and a half of school left. And, yeah. um, he, I don't know. It was just, if it, it felt like, Oh, 
oh, I could get to know this guy. And I was in a, I guess I was in a place in life where I would be like, maybe this would go somewhere besides yeah, just a yeah, dating it's relationship. Worth it. It's not just a waste um, of time. Right. And that's just kind of that, but that's my personality. I didn't want to. Little did she that. know, she just got two tickets to paradise. Yes. Two tickets to paradise. I, mean, I always did want to marry a doctor and drive a Jaguar, <laughs> and I have neither. So. And your middle name is Dr. Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere to go on that. I got nowhere to go on that. No, but Okay, so, so uh, getting into the serious questions now. Um, we all have preconceived notions when we get married husbands and wives and everything else and, yeah. and kind of what what if what do you feel like um knowing now what you, what you know what would you tell yourself when we got married 20 years ago 21 years ago because i know we just celebrated our 21st anniversary <laughs> boom i knew that date so 20 years ago it'd be too late <laughs> well you're in it to win it now like what, what advice would you share yourself share with yourself um, I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily advice I'd share. I just think marriage takes work every single day. Mm. I mean, it's really easy to walk away from a relationship nowadays. And mm. I think some people use that as a, as an out, unfortunately. And, and so for me, I don't think divorce was ever, well, I would say for us, divorce was never an option. It was not an option to just walk away. Yeah. We committed to each other. Um, to make it work. And I don't, I don't think not every, every day is not like sunshine and lollipops and you know, whatever, but, um, but it, it's still, um, it's still one of those things where I feel like for us, I mean, we have to work every day and I think you bring kids into a marriage you know, once you start having a family and you don't want that to, I don't know. I've never wanted that for my children either. Like we're, we're calling it quits, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that that puts a stress on them of now I have to spend time with dad and I have to spend time with mom. And then, then mom starts dating someone or dad starts dating someone. Yeah. And, and I know that that's a part of life. And a lot of kids live that. I just think for me, I've been able, I think whatever it takes, I want to make this work. Yeah. You know? mm. And it, it's not, it's, you know, it, it's not hard to me to make it work. I've, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's been, at least not for me, it hasn't been hard to be married to Travis. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's not like hard work. What's the account on there? I need that. I need that. It's recorded. So that becomes the ring When she calls me, it goes, it has not been hard to be married to you. Hey, Tara, how are you doing? No, I would agree 110%. I think there are definitely times that things have been difficult. There's difficulty because life is life. Like I think of the summer and nothing went as planned. And those tension moments could have become accusatory moments or could have been like, I'm upset, so I'm going to get upset with you. And um, for whatever reason, I think, um, I, no, I, I would say it's not for whatever reason. It's because from the beginning, we've never had a plan B. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, it's always been like, we're going to make this work. Hell or high water, we're making this work. Yeah. And um, and so we have the hard conversations from time to time. We give grace abundantly because mm-hmm. I know I need grace from you abundantly. Um, and, uh, and And so, yeah, yeah. How about you guys? I just kind of want to know how you made it through dealing with me for almost 
uh, 17 years. Just trying yeah, to figure I'm that out. I'm still kind of figuring that out. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> no, I think that marriage today, though, I think in the beginning is diff- is a little bit different than what we had to deal with, you know, because I feel like we don't take into consideration the aspects of social media and yeah, what our true. peers were doing because we didn't really know what everybody was up to. And now I feel like everybody knows what everybody's doing at any given moment of the day. And so... Um, I think Do you think that creates an unrealistic expectation of what like mm-hmm. they evaluate their relationship versus the perceived relationship of someone else so it creates Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that they I think that you I think nowadays you feel like you have to you know, your marriage is on display in a sense and it's not just between you and your spouse. It's for everybody to have an input or a say or evaluate and yeah. have an opinion on and in reality it's like no, it's like you've taken this this oath in a sense before the Lord between you and your husband and it's between the two of you. It's not for Facebook to have a deciding factor on mm. your marriage or, or weigh in or have yeah. an opinion. It's nobody has an opinion. It's between the two of you in the private of your own home to hash out the good, the bad, the ugly and decide and be in unity together to, to make decisions for, for each other. And, it does take a lot of work, you know, and it takes a lot of energy and effort, but you have to decide every day that you're going to show up and you're going to fight and you're going to be selfless and we're here to serve one another and to love one another because it's in sickness and in health. It's in the good days and the bad days, you know? And so I think that, you know, it's not just, um, it's not just the Pinterest boards and all the fun stuff and the fun wedding and all the beautiful things. It takes effort and work and yeah. and it's not just this fairy tale, but it takes lots of effort. Yeah, it does. It's hard. No, I, I love what you said about that. And I feel like there's a lot of young families who have not made an absolute about divorce not being an option. You know, you said that earlier, Tara. And I think that that's one of the things that I think we need to lay down for these for these younger couples now, again, we're, we're seven, almost 17 years into that, but that's something we never when from minute one, we almost went in the dictionary and blocked it out of every single dictionary because <laughs> it's not part of who we are. And I would say if you're listening, it's not an option. And I think because coming from divorced families, both of us, yeah. you know, for sure, that was something that we discussed before we even got married. It was important to us that we were in this for life like we we didn't want to compromise on that and divorce was never going to be an option for us never so so give us insights bill and i love to pontificate about what the insights that we think our women have about life and everything else but but really i mean like i I guess you know uh the, the question would be um what do you wish your husband knew what do you wish your husband understood about chores? Or what do you wish your husband understood about um, like uh, date nights? Or what do you wish your husband understood about communication, that kind of stuff? And so I would love to kind of pick at that for a little bit because Bill and I can come up with, and we've read the books and blah, 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 blah but the reality yeah, yeah. is sitting down with actual women <laughs> um, who who actually are living it? So I don't know, Bill. Which one? Which where would we want to start there? Well, I, I think coming from the perspective of we have a lot of guys who ask us questions about this, not because we have the answers, right? But because they they know that we're asking questions. 
And so I think when they ask, so we're asking questions and they're like, hey, when you ask questions, did you, did you ask this? I think a lot of guys are trying to figure out how to figure out their wife. Now, one thing, and we know that that's a complete mystery. We understand that because that's the beauty of the, the idea that, you know, of like the Holy Spirit even being, being a mystery in this. But, but what are some things that you would say to a guy who's like, man, I just don't understand my wife and just I don't know how to, how to, how to communicate with her. And what are some ways that would help them understand their wife better? Does that make sense even? I well, I think understanding your wife, you have to be a good listener. I mean, you have to listen to what she is into or not into or how she communicates to you. And maybe she's trying to like send some, you know, some signals out there and, and maybe you're just missing them. Maybe you just need to be a better listener and, and, um, I'm listening, Sarah. I'm listening. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I zoned out. What was going on there? I have no idea what was just talked about. Did you see that pass on the game? (laughs) Auburn's on TV. That's all I'm watching right now. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) No, that's huge. So being a good listener. Yeah, I think listening, being intentional. But okay, so help me out because we've heard that. And then these guys come to church and they're like, listen, I'm here. Just being frank. Even though I'm Bill. Um, I'm here because, because this whole Jesus thing is because my wife wanted to do this and I want to keep peace in the house and all, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of guys that are out there. And so they hear, be a good listener, but what are some tangibles that these guys could take away? Like, what are some things that maybe you would say, you know, when I mean, listen, I mean like stopping, shutting off the TV. I mean, even if it's simple things like that, what do you think? I think undivided attention. I think you want to feel like. You are intentionally present, you know, that means like put the phone away, stop scrolling, make eye contact, turn the TV off, um, you know, maybe think of things that your your spouse likes to do or, um, you know, I don't know, plan a date night or find ways just to connect um, without the kids or... Um, I think being helpful around the house, doing things that she doesn't ask you to do, like... We all can see that the trash needs to go out, but she didn't, shouldn't have to necessarily ask for the trash to go out. Like, you should just be mindful and say, hey, the trash is full. I should take the trash out, you know, and be helpful. And as much as, you know, wives usually clean, not all wives are the cleaning person at their house, at our house it is. But, you know, Wait so I'm here. just saying, I you tried. know. My wife has said that it, it is her, like, sanctuary to clean. I do enjoy cleaning. I, if everybody leaves the house and it's just me, I enjoy cleaning the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. But I also enjoy, That's, once yeah. I've taken the time to clean house, like, put your shoes away. Put your Be socks away. Put right? your dirty clothes where yeah. they belong. And that's... And, <laughs> I just got the eyes. You totally got the mom I'm, look. I'm, I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> Too bad this isn't a video. <laughs> no, but, but no, one, no, no, everyone could hear that. But like, don't worry. <laughs> no, but um, I think I think again, there are some men who take that role of cl- of cleaning the house and doing those sorts of things, and the wife doesn't, and yeah. and she may not even. Like she may not respect or appreciate that right. my husband's doing this all the time either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, when I get the house, like last weekend was like, we got a clean house because it's been a while and with the new school year and my school's not done and it's just, it has been a rough yeah, couple of weeks for us. Um, I think Travis couldn't, I mean, he, he was like, 
the house looks great. It smells great. It, you know, whatever. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. not that our house smelled bad. It just, it just, it's clean. It feel, he felt. He took clean. notice. Right. And she I spent think one hundred and twenty bucks at uh, Yankee Candle. <laughs> it better freaking smell amazing in this house for the next three years. It was one hundred and forty, by the way. <laughs> was it one hundred and twenty? Was one hundred and forty? But it was amazing. Was Best. Buy three, get three free. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so technically, money. it was six hundred dollars, <laughs> and you saved all that money. So you're welcome. <laughs> I, I am. I, you know what? I saved one hundred and twenty dollars at Kroger today. I am a saver. You're yeah. a saver. I am. She is. No, but, no, no. But again, it's just that, and and it's not. I mean, I get. Then I. I sometimes take a step back because I will get like, are you kidding me? Like nobody, the trash needs out, the recycling needs out. Like nobody thought to empty the dishwasher or nobody thought to clean the sink out, you know? Yeah. Um, but then there are times when I step back and I'm like, um, okay, well, you know, here's the deal. If I didn't have shoes all over my house, then maybe I didn't, wouldn't have kids that yeah. bring me such so much joy or a husband that, you know, brings me joy or maybe, um, or they would be, um, you know, or my kids aren't able to take off their shoes because yeah. they're families with, with children with disabilities and they yeah. do everything mm. for them. And so sometimes I have to put myself in that position of, and not, I'm not trying to give pity to anybody or anything else. Yeah. It's just that whole idea of God has blessed me with a very loving husband who does, works hard for our family, who does so much. Um, and for very healthy kids. Um, and so when I look at that perspective, then I'm like, why am I such a nagger sometimes? But it's also nice just for, it is nice sometimes to come home and the house is clean or the laundry's done or whatever and be like, yeah. oh, I don't have to do that. So and just kind of, but then, okay. Being yeah. a student again of your spouse, right? We've talked about that before. That's a huge thing. It is. So this one, we're, we're going to do a part part two on this, guys. So we're going to wrap this up because this has been enough for any guy to process right now. But I would love to, because uh, we're, we're going to jump jump back in. Because there's something, we talked about that four-letter thing, like acronym that we talked about uh, when we first got married. There's four things you shouldn't be. And we're going to start the next one with that one mm. and jump in there. Um, but thank you, ladies, so much for sharing your stories and how how uh, we rescued you from the depths of despair. <laughs> we were the greatness That's of that. That's what rescue feels like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I still feel like there's there's water in my lungs, but either way, I don't know. Thank you, ladies, for being on here today. Good job. And we'll see you guys on the next one. I love you, Tara. I love you, Sarah. Hey, they And no replied, but they didn't reply back. Did they you did hear that? not at all. <laughs> They're like, I'm not so sure after this conversation that there's still... Uh, and we're out. Known Legacy. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.